I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Welcome to Ruthie's Table 4, a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. Ahead of our big launch of Series 2 in December, we're going to celebrate the season of art. With London's Freeze, the Paris Art Fair, our conversations with Ed Richet, Sam Taylor-Johnson, Jonas Wood, and as she was so magnificent, once again, our close friend Tracy Emin. At the River Cafe, our own art book, the River Cafe Lookbook, with recipes from the River Cafe Kitchen, is out now. Food and art, art and food, artists and chefs. Let's begin. I just had a show in LA for the first time in four years. I think I was in? Yep. Uh, here we are. In 2015, I arrived to work in the River Cafe, and on my desk was a large envelope, which even unopened felt that inside was something special. And it was. Jonas Wood had been for lunch and left me a drawing. A spiky, long cactus, its leaves reaching over our headed paper. Jonas brought L.A. to London and a cactus to the River Cafe. His show was at the Gagosian Gallery. I called and we spoke, promising to meet one day. So this is like one of my painting studios. Now here I am in Los Angeles, in his blazing white studio filled with his own beautiful art and the art he loves, with cactuses everywhere. Let's begin with the recipe. This is marinated fresh anchovies, and it serves six. One kilogram fresh anchovies, two teaspoons crumbled dried red chili, a bunch of fresh flat leaf parsley finely chopped, juice of two lemons, and 250 milliliters of extra virgin olive oil. Okay, so you fillet the anchovies by pulling the head and spying away from the fish. Then cut off the tails and fins. You'll have two fillets for each fish. In a serving dish, arrange a layer of anchovies side by side, not overlapping. Sprinkle with a little sea salt, black pepper, chili, and parsley. Pour over a generous amount of lemon juice and some extra virgin olive oil. Repeat the layers, making sure the top layer is covered with oil and lemon. Marinate for about two hours before serving with either salad or bruschetta. That sounds good. When you know you would have a long day in the studio, would you have a breakfast and a lunch and a dinner, or do you not eat? Do you kind of want to... F- no, I'm, I have, like, a breakfast and, like, a lunch here. and like What's dinner, your breakfast? Dinner at home. Uh, I usually have, like, a couple eggs and some toast and some, like, berries and uh, iced coffee. And then and you then, stop for lunch. Do you eat with the people who work for you? Uh, I eat with them Is sometimes. Can, yeah. They kind of have their own thing going yeah. on. Yeah. I like to lay low by myself. Yeah. Is it solitary here? L.A. is cool. You can be solitary. Mm-hmm. And you have your own, you know, sort of like bat cave, like I, like I feel like I do, like my own space. Mm. But then you're able to go and see a lot of people if you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and then you plan it out. I think, you know, depending on your level of social activity as well, too. Mm. You know, I have a young family, so mm. we don't socialize as much as we did when we were 
younger and didn't have kids, you know, because when we didn't have kids, we would just stay up late and I would do more drugs. And then I would, I wouldn't have any responsibility of, you know, and time was different, you know? So I'm not totally tapped into everybody, (laughs) like the nightlife scene or how, how solitary you can be here. But I I feel like you can be very solitary here and also very social. And Um, so maybe going back to the beginning, where were you born? I was born in Massachusetts. And what was food like in the house? Um, I grew up with a lot of like cafeteria food. My mom worked at a a boarding and day school Mm -hmm. in the town that we grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were at this school all the time and they had a cafeteria, you know, so you'd get a um, tray tray and there was like some options and you served yourself, you know, and then at home, not so much cooking. That was like, it was, I think it was frustrating. I love bagels. Would you sit around the table at night together as a family or did everybody? Um, Not that much. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we were at the school late. Hmm. I think family like get togethers and like where the bigger group of family was getting together, we'd be um, together for like holidays, for Mm -hmm. Jewish holidays. Mm -hmm. And those type of meals were kind of more memorable. Yeah. You know? Well, if your mother was working all day, that's really hard. Both my parents like to work a lot. I think food was like stressful for my family. Yeah. Where did you go after high school? I went to Hobart and William Smith Colleges in upstate New York, yeah. and I studied, like, psychology. Yeah. And I thought I was going to be, like, a psychologist. And I, after three years of studying psychology, I was like, ah, I think Maybe I want to learn how to paint. Yeah. And then kind of, like, pivoted off that and learned how to paint my senior year. And then I went to grad school, like, right after college in University of Washington in Seattle for painting and drawing. And you had, had you painted as a... I was making art like my whole life yeah. and it was definitely something, but it wasn't something that I was consciously thinking like, um, I'm going to be an artist or this is something for me. I think my parents, uh, I I think I responded to it well and my parents put it in front of me and then they really supported it as like just something that you do. Hmm. You draw, you you make stuff. I went to the university of Washington in Seattle, UW. Was it a good school? It was great for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was great for me. And what about the food there? Good fish there, no? The food there, I had my own apartment, so I was cooking for myself, and I was, I was like, sort of learning how to cook, you know? And um, I would go to um, supermarkets a lot and on the way to the studio, and I would get, like, a baguette and, like, some bread mm. and some, like, cucumber and tomatoes wow. and make, like, a nice kind of, like, yeah. Euro- European baguette you know, and then maybe get like a coffee and then some fruit and then just be at the studio all day. And then at night, that's when you'd go out and yeah. like drink with and eat at some crazy bar with the rest of the, the rest of the, um, the students, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the whole, um, history of the art, you know, the artists of the seventies and the sixties of the de Koonings and the Rauschenbergs and going to Max's Kansas city and mm. drinking enormous amount of alcohol and it, it was very much part of that life of the artist who was solitary during the day. And then mm-hmm. I guess we, we were talking about that with Ed Richet yesterday, about how the artist has to be alone during the day, but then at night when it's over. Did you find yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Like there was a microcosm of that in Seattle at this grad school. We'd all go out and get whiskey sours mm-hmm. at this place called Flowers, 
which was an old uh, flower nursery store with mm-hmm. like mirrored ceilings that used to have tons of flowers in it. We'd all go get whiskey sours because they were like a dollar, like two dollars. So there was a mini version of it in school in Seattle. And Seattle is the first time I've ever been around a bunch of artists to people who are like, I'm an artist. You know, I never really thought about it before, yeah. but I only stayed there two years and then I moved to L.A. Did you stay west because you were in Seattle? Do you think you oh. did? Were you ever tempted to go to New York? Or? Oh, I, I when I went to Seattle, I was so surprised because I was coming from Massachusetts and 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 you know just the East Coast mentality of like you got to get it done. Like let's go, let's yeah. go, let's go. And then I <clears throat> I went to Seattle and, and you know a lot of people were sitting around not doing much and yeah. drinking coffee. And I was like, wow, like do yeah. people, what are people doing out yeah. here on the West coast? People just chill out. Like you're not in a hurry. And I really vibed with that. Mm-hmm. I felt one as my personality being so uh, like workaholic, love to work, love to make stuff. Like the fact that I was going fast and everybody else was mm-hmm. going slow. Mm-hmm. I really, I was really hip to that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I thought about moving to New York, I just thought about my youth and people saying, oh, it's going to be really tough. And it's the gritty streets of New York. And I had one friend who lived in L.A. and he was like, oh, L.A. is great. I lived in New York. You get way more space out here and it's sunny all the time. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I think that New York would be hard, harder. And not that I was trying to avoid a harder place, but I think um, I really liked how it felt to be on the West Coast and away from sort of a different kind of intensity than the yeah. East coast. And what about the food scene when you came here to LA? Did you find that? Yeah. Interesting? Food scene was like kind of open, opened up for me a lot too, because there was a lot of different kind of like Mexican food and let's, and talk, that, let's stop at Mexican food. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Just cause I don't even know how to describe it. If it's, if, if that's not even the right way to say it, like Latin food, it's just like food trucks blew yeah. up when yeah. I first moved what out here, 2003, that? four, five, six, seven, Boom, food trucks were everywhere. So it mm-hmm. would be like, oh, I'm going to lunch outside mm-hmm. this job at this food truck. or yeah. the, And there were just tons of different kinds of like tacos and, you know, that part of thing. Just going out to restaurants. Like I love Sushi Park mm-hmm. and I love going out to sushi. Yeah, everybody's talking about Sushi Park. Somebody yeah, Sushi Park is, is major. It's in, it's in like a second level of a strip mall. Yeah. And it's run by this great family and it's just like omakase you know they don't serve anything else mm. you can just tell them when you want to stop you have to give them a couple you know pieces mm. of sushi heads up so mm. they can stop making it and they'll just keep making it and make it and you can order like edamame and mm. peppers and alcohol and that's it and it's just omakase yeah and it's just i don't know it's spectacular yeah. each one's better than the next i like the albacore there's incredible, but they have like 15 different kinds of sushi that are good, like a hundred different kinds that are good. It's just incredible. And the way that they serve it and how sort of nonchalant it, there's like a little sushi bar you can sit at and it's very casual. I think people like it too, because you see, sometimes you see like, you know, Denzel Washington sitting there or something like that. I think that's what, so, yeah, maybe not so me. I'm sort of anonymous, <laughs> but I mean, in the last two years, I started eating a lot of fish. Okay. Was um, that because... I changed my diet a lot. Did you? What were you eating before? I would eat like red meat and chicken three to five meals a week. Mm. 
And um, I switched to like eating about half of my meals to be to being fish. Did something incentivize you to change? Did you? Know? Um, I started working with nutritionists. Did you? And it was like the easiest way to eat like really clean protein. And there's like so many ways that you can cook fish. Mm. Do you go and buy it, or do you? Uh, it? Yeah, like the, this where, today. I see, today I seared some tuna. Where do you catch your fish? Um, a couple different markets. There's yeah. one in like Pasadena and one in Glendale. You said that you saw a nutritionist and change your food. Was that during COVID? Yeah, I was like working out and one of my friends was like, you're never going to lose weight unless you change your diet and change what you eat. And I always love food. Mm. I love food so much, you know, just like the next guy. But I, I love food. But I had never really learned about how it all how it works for me. And as like a man mm. getting older and like gaining weight for a while and gaining weight for a while, like I lost 45 pounds. 45? Yeah. Almost, 45 pounds? Yeah, almost 50 pounds, 45 pounds. Over how long a time? It took about like nine months to lose, 10 wow. months to lose that weight. And then I've, it's almost been like a year and a half since I so that lost was that a much year. weight. Really? Yeah. So and a lot of it had to do with what I was eating. Did you want to lose 45 pounds or did you? I'd always it? thought about like getting in more shape and like eating, learning about, I think it, I grew up like always being a little overweight. Mm. So I was sort of always overweight. An overweight person, you know. And so how I did think that maybe anybody who's overweight, yeah. you think about like you're eventually going to lose weight. And then I don't know. All this time, I I had during COVID where uh, everything was really quiet, and I was like, oh well, now seems like mm. the time I don't have any. I have no excuse now because I have all the time. I had a lot of time in the world, and during except COVID. that time when you sometimes when you have time, that's when you eat because you yeah, sort of well, feel. I I <laughs> ate a lot of vegetables, I guess. But did you paint? Yeah, I painted a lot. Yeah. I draw a lot of still life stuff. Yeah, so anything do. related to like yeah. fruits or vegetables or things. Do in you have bowls, a garden? We have a garden. What do you grow? Uh, wildflowers and uh, marijuana. You have I've a never marijuana painted marijuana. Marijuana leaf is it's beautiful. Beautiful leaf. Isn't yeah, it? it's a very beautiful plant. Yeah. I just want to grow it like a forest and and live with it. You yeah. Know? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Help helps is a maxim I believe in. We all carry around stress and hardship, and when we keep it inside, it starts to chip away. Therapy is a safe place, and therapy is for everyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ruthie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ruthie. BetterHelp.com slash Ruthie. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hi, 
I'm Jess and I'm cooking on Hot Swan today. I'll be doing Dover sole in the wood oven with anchovies. The anchovies that we get here are whole and preserved in salt and then filleted and washed by hand. Today we'll be marinating them in lemon and rosemary. We add them to the Dover sole in the last minute of cooking. It's a particularly delicious combination. I like to learn how to cook myself. I worked at restaurants when I was younger. Did you? So it, it forced me to kind of learn how to cook uh-huh. when I was younger, you know? Yeah. How old um, did you say? When I was like 14 or 15, I was working at a, first I worked at like a bagel restaurant and then I worked at a real rest, restaurant a couple of years later for mm-hmm. like a couple summers. In the and kitchen was like kind of sous chef. Yeah. Kind of like sous chef. Yeah. A little kitchen. sous chef in, in yeah. my hometown preparing yeah. some stuff, learning a little bit about cooking. When you went to work in these restaurants, did they teach you skills or yeah, did they I teach you knife the, skills? Yeah. Stuff that I like still remember how to do about how to like, I, I, I the first place I went to where the guy was cooking they they cook kind of like new age, kind of like Tex-Mex, like a lot of chicken yeah. and vegetables and cooked in a certain way that was cooked for like a deli counter, like a nice food cooked where people would take it away. Right. So it was a lot of things that you had sort of like prepared in a certain way and then grilled. I remember how I was taught how to grill chicken and how mm. to like crisscross the back, you mm. know, and then what to marinate in it, like putting spices in it that made it taste a certain way. I was always remembering that. So how like with, old were with, you? Um, like 16. That's young. It was young, young to be yeah. in the kitchen, you know, doing, yeah. doing those jobs. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to learn how to use a big knife. And do you still cook from, from yeah. that in mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you we remember when you, were, when you were first able to afford to eat well in a restaurant? Yeah. That? Yeah. And like that? tipping. After I had my first show in 2006 and I thought I had a lot of money, I quit my job when I made like $29,000, mm-hmm. which is crazy in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like going out to a nice restaurant and like tipping and yeah. But uh, but where we went went that we that we were into was mostly just yeah, like really fancy Japanese restaurants like yeah. omakase. Yeah, you know where it's like you just throw down the money and they're just like you get what we serve you and you're gonna like it. And I really dug doing that. Is your but, wife um, Japanese? My wife is Japanese. So does she cook Japanese food? Yeah, some. Yeah. And what does she cook? Our favorite thing that she makes still is is not really cooking, but just just making a bunch of sashimi, yeah, yeah. and you know, the kids love nori and yeah. and wrapping it with salts. And there's some other things that she makes in uh, um, I'm spacing on the name the the ceramic vessel dunabi, yeah, where you sort of put everything in and you cook it uh, with mm-hmm. fish and vegetables and some other things, and it comes out and it's all just steamed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Tokyo? Have you been yeah. to Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you find that? I love it. Don't you love it? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 mesmerizing yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. I, we try to go like once a year. We haven't gone the last couple of years. Is that but, where she's from? Um, she's from the north part of the main island, so mm. not too far. Mm. Mm-hmm. I went to Tokyo a few years ago, and uh, every time I go, I'm just amazed at both the precision, but also the wackiness of the culture, but also the rigor. It seems like, you know, people wear incredible clothes, but they're, they're so clean and kind of precise. And then you have beautiful food. I loved it. Yeah. It's totally a different walk of life. That's for sure. A different vibe. I love the, all the different scenes, you know, you can go to like Harajuku and you can go down these different streets and you can go see places where there's just like a bunch of old pots or you can, there's, there's so many different ways to, to like navigate 
and go see. And we've only just started, and it's fun to go with the kids. Do yeah. you still, do you, with your diet, do you eat out? Do you yeah. go to restaurants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I just don't eat out all the time. Yeah, I think also since the pandemic, we're all a bit more yeah, nervous it about changed. And they closed down, didn't it? So it was, partially, was it yeah. Very, but there was always very, delivery. But when that, that's sort of like what happened during the pandemic. Like instead of going with delivery, I went with like even more like home cooking oh. and like kind of learning how to cook everything mm. myself. What else did you cook? Do you- uh, I love grilling chicken. Yeah. We start. my wife started making like hummus yeah. and pita bread from scratch and baking breads and like za'atar with the fresh, yeah. uh, pita bread with the, the chicken kebabs and then pizza. We made yeah. a bunch of pizzas. That was really fun. And then the, yeah, our favorite thing to make as a family is like this. They want me to make a burger and basically I just like go through the refrigerator and take like a little bit of like the leftovers, vegetables here and like some cheese and like onions and soy sauce and like salt and pepper and oil and like an egg and like a little bit of like stale bread. And like you put it all they, in. They, they like when I make like a crazy, like kind of mixed up burger. So you don't eat beef anymore? Once in a while, like maybe mm-hmm. once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you what about alcohol? Beef? No. I do like you... tequila. What do you like? Uh, tequila. That's all I drink. Actually, yeah. I lived in Mexico for six months. And um, I stopped drinking, you know, I just never had wine. Mm-hmm. And I thought that actually tequila goes so well with food. You know, you can, you know, have a glass of tequila in the glass. I'm not very popular in my own restaurant because, yeah. of course, Italian wine is what you have with Italian food. Yeah. But I, but I like it with a little lime and like yeah. a little bubbly water. What do you, how do oh, you like Oh, I've it? never had it with water. And I, on the I'm ice, on quite ice. curious. I don't like an ice cube. No ice. No ice. I just have literally, because I don't drink very much. I don't so like, you like sip drink it. a lot you of amounts. It. You let it warm so up. So I get yeah. it and then I have it and then I have another one. Mm. Do you like mezcal? Yeah, that's pretty good sometimes. I like the skulls. Yeah. Have you been to Mexico? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Where mm. did you go? I've been to Guadalajara a couple of times. We went yeah. to this ceramic factory down there. But right. I actually, ha- like, almost like sacrilegiously, I've never been to Mexico okay. Mexico City. Yeah, uh, that, that is part sacrilegious. Where everybody's, nice yeah, like we people say go. you have I'm, to go there. I'm, I go a lot. I need the full tour, like the whole full food okay. tour. Yeah? yeah? Should we do it? Yeah, let's do we'll it. Do let's go. Maybe we should go tonight. There. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> We can start like, driving. Sad, you ready to do? Well, we did some. Well, we have. We, we did. Gotta, I, we did uh, I did. Mexi- I did. I did. There's an a Mexican filmmaker who did Roma called Alfonso Cuaron. Oh yes. And you know he's wow. amazing. And we um, talked a lot about Mexican food. For me, living in Mexico City, it was the saddest time because my husband had that accident. But it wasn't one of the greatest months of months and months that I spent because first of all, it's a very green city. You never think of Mexico like that. So you walk and you, you know, you walk and you have trees everywhere above you. And then you have a culture of kindness of people. I would get to the hospital and there would just be Mexican architects sitting there. Mm-hmm. You have the energy of really young people who are doing things. You have street food. You have beautiful architecture of Barragan and Legareta. Yeah. And then amazing restaurants where you can go, go and sit. Oh, you want to go? Okay, yeah. we'll go. It's usually, If I lived where you lived, I'd be there all the time. Know, it's harder what, for me. I need to drag myself down there. Yeah, we'll so. go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely go. There's okay. a bunch of galleries open up there, beautiful museums, so Humex many. Museum. Yeah, the Humex. Yeah, the, so you haven't seen that. No, That's by a friend of ours called David Chipperfield. Yeah. And the Only art pictures. looks great there. And then there's this great archaeological museum. And do you like, do you like the Mexican? Cause I'm very 
interested in the Mayan and the yeah, uh, Aztec art, you know. So, so the, it's very, it's very undecorated in a way. You know, if you go to Thailand or you go to India, there's a lot of stuff, um, you know, everywhere. But the Mexican is much more like your work. It's kind of, it's silent, which I like. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm kind of a little late to the game of like cooking and like really getting into it and learning more and kind of challenging myself with uh, with different recipes and stuff. The more you cook, the better you cook. And actually, the thing that you have here is the ingredients. That's yeah. what you're so lucky. Yeah. yeah, I like the tradition of like certain family meals and how excited we made some. We got into making some fried chicken at the house, and the kids like love Japanese style fried chicken. You know. Can you tell me? Uh, how you make Japanese fried chicken? Yes. So we chop up some chicken chunks of like you know, I guess it would be boneless thigh. Maybe you use a breast, right? And then I think we put it in eggs, and then soy sauce, mm. salt and pepper, and then like a little bit of uh, I think we throw it around a little bit of flour, mm -hmm. and then just throw it right into our fryer, which usually fries like a lot of. Not a fire, like a pan that mm -hmm. we don't clean that usually cooks a lot of fish. So it has like a little bit of like a, <laughs> like a, fi like a fishy chicken fire, which we really like and the soy sauce with it. And then we usually do that sometimes with sashimi. So you can kind of dip both of them in a little soy sauce and, you know, with some white rice. Mm. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Do you entertain? A little bit in the last couple of years. So we just moved to this new house like two years ago, right before COVID. And it's like a big entertaining house, but we mm -hmm. haven't really sort of gotten, we had one party for our whole studio and then they like made everybody put the masks back on. But we have now where I think we're, we're looking at some, uh, some end of the year pool parties for the kids yeah. and their friends. So food is, you know, we go to when we're hungry or when we want to show off and cook something special or we want to feed our kids or we want to entertain and we want to run to a truck to eat something. But sometimes we need food for comfort when we feel life isn't, you know, what we want it to be or something's happened. Is there a food that you would turn to for comfort? Yes, there okay. is. It could be on like a toast sandwich or it could be pita bread. But peanut butter, mm -hmm. bananas, raisins, and then honey on top. Oh, is there bread involved in this? Is it? A yeah, yeah. It sandwich? either can be like toasted okay. sandwich where you oh, toast the bread and it's like peanut butter, layer of bananas, raisins, honey on top, 
cut in half and you can do the same thing on pita and it's like it's it, it also like kind of takes me back because i used to love peanut butter and bread and banana when i was a kid too yeah so it's a little yeah. bit like a throwback nostalgic comfort yeah. slash really really yummy did you make that up or did you did, no was it something I, I don't that, think i made it up i think it must have been something, something i had when i was a kid but i think the raisins and the bananas and the peanut butter and honey that's kind of honey. like that been might have been me taking it I to the next level i can see why something like that would give you comfort yeah okay yeah. Well, on our way back from mexico we'll yeah. have that we've got plans for the future we just need to get a driver and we can start drinking some tequila yeah then we can have the tequila in the car you can harvest your marijuana. We can. We have a great time. Yeah, we have some harvested already. We're ready to go. Our, my reputation is going to be sunk. You realize? No, no can never. So, it's never. all gorgeous. Okay, thank you so much. This You're welcome. Great. great to Lovely chat. Half hour. Yeah, yeah. so nice. The River Cafe Lookbook is on sale. A hundred pages of beautiful photographs that will inspire you to cook. It's a lookbook. It's a cookbook. Order one now. Ruthie's Table 4 is a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.